la temporada está en el pie de Cody Parking. 43 yardas. El snap le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección. Le dio el poste. No, falló. Oh. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. Los hijos se van con la victoria. Everybody please put a thumb in the air. So you want to talk sports. A very depressing week for us Bears fans. The Not week after. Broncos fans. Well, if you wanted to talk sports, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. And I'm Marshall Macaluso. And here we'll give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot and who's not, and our hot topics of the week. Let's get right into it. Well, it was a very depressing week for us Sox fans, but, um, or Sox, Sox fans, fans, Bears fans. Yeah, well, Sox fans are always depressed. Yeah, so. we're, exactly. <laughs> for us Bears fans, well, it was kind of depressing. No news on Machado, Machado or Harper yet, and the Bears lost, so... For a Sox fan and a Bears fan, very depressing week. <laughs> anyway, though, I try to look on the bright side of things, and it's a new year, and looking back at the last year of podcasting in 2018, yeah. um, I, I, I realized I'm pretty good at what I do when it oh comes to God. predictions. So as the most humble man in the world, <laughs> I'm going to go through everything that I have gotten right this past year of podcasting. So, yes, bear with me here, folks. So, if, you, if you listen to the podcast, you will know the future. I told you the Colts were a sleeper team back when they had a losing record. Watch out, this team is going to make the playoffs. Three and, Three and five when we called this. And what do you know? The Colts made the playoffs, and they're looking pretty dangerous. They yeah. won their first playoff game. Their seats. I believe that was episode four. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, early in four. there. Mitch told you they're a sleeper team. I also told you that uh, the Cowboys won the trade deadline despite giving up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. And once again, the Cowboys offense looks pretty good with Amari Cooper. He's completely yeah. turned that team around. Uh, I also told you that the charges are pretty good. And what do you All know? Right, even nice. after I, I hold, held firm, even after they lost to the Ravens the first time, and what do you know? They went into Baltimore, and they are moving on to Foxborough. They are a pretty good team. I got that right. When the Cowboys are not in the playoffs, I said on November 9th, the Cowboys were contenders. And we were doing our pretenders and contenders. And they are now moving on to the second round. I also told you Jimmy Butler and the 76ers would not work because Jimmy Butler is the bad boyfriend or girlfriend in the NBA. You don't want to get in a relationship with him. And well, 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 what do you know? Jimmy Butler is now fighting with the head coach, Brett Round, about his role. And they are a four seed in the East behind the Indiana Pacers, if you can believe that. We also had an episode for a segment, Who Do I Trust More? Dak Prescott or Mitch Trubisky? And I love Mitch Trubisky as my quarterback, but I said Dak, and Dak won their playoff game. He was a stud in the fourth corner. To be corner. fair, we both said Dak. I think you were arguing yeah. Trubisky. Yeah, maybe. No, 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 we both said Dak. Yeah, yeah. Hopping onto my bandwagon. Hopping onto my bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> my top five playoff teams when we did this. They are all still, or not five top five playoff teams, but top five teams when we did our top five in the NFL regular season. Yeah, my top rankings. five in my power rankings, I said the Chiefs. The Saints, the Chargers, the Rams, and the Patriots, all of whom are still in the playoffs today and looking pretty good. And finally, my... To be fair, only one of those teams played a playoff game. Hey, you know what? Bye weeks. That just proves my point. They had (laughs) byes, which means they're a good team. Yeah, okay. And then I was... For my wild card picks this week, if you followed us on Twitter or listened to the last podcast, I told you that the Colts would beat the Texans. I also told you that the uh, Chargers would beat the Ravens, and I said the Cowboys and Dak would beat the Seahawks with that better roster. I was 3-1. and one. The one I missed was the Bears one. But even when I'm wrong, I am still right. <laughs> Roll, Roll the tape. tape. Robbie Gold kicked three field yeah, goals. Yeah, Robbie Gold. And Almost Cody Parkey is going to cost us a playoff game. I can picture it now. Trubisky has a miraculous drive. Leads us down, two-minute drill, 30-yard line, or uh, down for like a 34-yard chip shot to win the game. It's the Yo, Cody Parkey kicks it and doink off the upright. Why do we get rid of Robbie Gould? Yeah, that, that's Ryan that. Pace worse. Well, there you go. That was back on <laughs> December 29th, and 
I jinxed it. Yeah, I don't believe in the broadcaster curse, but maybe I should. Because I jinxed (laughs) it. I'm sorry, Bears fans. You can blame Cody Parkey all you want. But it is on me. But that brings me to my next point very quickly. For all you Bears fans ripping on Cody Parkey, yes, he deserves a lot of blame. He had one job. We're paying him all this money to kick a field goal, and he missed. You should definitely be mad at him. But you should also be mad at the fact that the defense gave up a touchdown with 10 guys on the field. That's some coaching flaws right there. Mm-hmm. You should also be mad that our great defense let the Eagles march down the field, yep. gave up 58 yards and penalties on that last drive, and had them sc- we had a chance to make a goal line stand, and they don't score. Great defenses don't do that. The sure. Broncos defense when they won the Super Bowl, yeah, they wouldn't sure. let that happen. Bears are good defense. Happen. They are not a great defense if they let that happen to Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you can also blame Nat Nagy for only calling 15 run plays. Same thing happened when he was the offensive coordinator last year in Kansas City. Then they blew that game to the Titans. Yeah. They didn't run the ball enough. The play calling was very suspect there. And you know what? You can also bring Trubisky in that offense, partly. Trubisky did play well in the fourth quarter. I'll give him that. He did nice. But he had three passes that should have been picked off. He had one in the beginning of the game that was almost a pick six. Pick six. He had one that was called back upon further review, and then he had one in the red zone that got nearly intercepted. They couldn't score in the red zone. Uh, They couldn't capitalize on opportunities. So, you know what? If you're going to be mad at Cody Parkey, which you should, he missed the kick, Um, he blew it, but you better be mad at all those other factors as well. That's all I got. There you go. That 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 moment right there inspired a little uh, platoon. Uh, that scene, Adagio yes. for strings with the Cody Parkey. And I will I will say this: Cody Parkey will now go down in Chicago lore forever. No yeah. one's gonna forget that name. He's gonna be like no. Steve Bartman. Yeah, he's gonna true. be in that upper that, echelon. That, that's the Cody Parkey game. That is the Cody. Parkey it is game. the Cody Parkey. And to be fair to us Bears fans, at least we're not the Vikings. We didn't have yeah, Anderson true. missing the kick. We had the Vikings. Blair Walsh, yeah. Well, Blair Walsh missed his one chip shot. And then even before that, back when they had Randy Moss and the Dante Culpepper oh, era, yeah, Chris Carter, right. they are playing the Atlanta Falcons. Kicker Anderson had missed a kick all year, and then they chose the NFC Championship to miss one. So it could it always be it worse. It does sting. Broncos though. have a better draft pick, so I'm going to say for they all do. You Your season ended up being better than ours. Yep. Successfully wise, we got a better draft pick. And now we well, got a tougher schedule than you guys next year, yeah. too. Yeah. We actually play each other. Yeah. In Denver. That'll be fun. Road trip time, Definitely. baby. Road Let's trip. Let's do it. Uh, I hear they have nice brownies on. out there. Oh, hey, 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 hey. So, this is a PG-13. <laughs> I said brownie. nothing about weed. Yeah, we like... Well, now you did. Well... We love no, brownies. I just said brownies. I said they're nice brownies. <laughs> we got... We only have four games to talk about. We're starting off with the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys? No, the Colts. Uh, Colts beat the Texans 21-7 in a rather uneventful game. Andrew Luck had 222 passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Try saying that three times fast. And Deshaun Watson had 235 yards, a touchdown, and a pick in which uh, in a game in which he did not not look great. I So I picked the Texans to win this game because I thought Deshaun Watson was going to ball out. And now he balled out with his feet. He had a lot of really good runs for first downs. Um, and he... But it seemed like the moment got to him. Didn't look comfortable. He, there were a couple. There were like three throws I can remember where he just just really kind of like spiked it just at receivers' feet, which kind of just shows he's getting out way too quick. Uh, and I thought I was thinking in my mind I was like, you know, he already won a national championship. Like he he doesn't let the get big moment get to him. Uh, that was not the case. Didn't look that great. Yeah, but my for picking this game because it, it was tough. My rule of thumb, like I said last week, if you were listening, is. For these type of games, whoever has the whichever team has the better quarterback, that's usually who I'm going to take. And yeah. Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson's still a stud, but Andrew Luck's better quarterback, and he showed it. He balled out in this one. That yeah. first half he had was fantastic. Even with his interception, he bounced back nicely. He's able to yeah. move the ball downfield. Marlon Mack had a fantastic yeah. game. You know, I crap on him as a running back sometimes, as like a C plus overall running back, and I think he's helped by that offensive line. But he had a fantastic. I yeah. think he had 134 total yards from scrimmage or something like that. He had a really nice game. And then Watson, as far as the moment being too big for him, he didn't have a ton of help necessarily. Yeah, uh, that Colts defense say, played very well. Um, and um, there was Deshaun uh, or uh, Ho- Hopkins. Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. He's Schultz. playing with a uh, AC joint sprain for the yeah. second half. So kudos to him though for playing, but yeah, he just he wasn't doing much. Uh, no Demarius Thomas, no uh, Fuller towards ACL in the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, and there's a couple of... times too where there's 
They they went for it on fourth down and they could have taken points. I believe. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they went for a fourth down a lot of times. Most of that was like in the later games when they're just trying to get <laughs> yeah. trying to get a this touchdown. A, but yeah, this is just like the Texans though. And Bill O'Brien. Bill, team. yeah, he's not a good coach. Always getting knocked out in the first round. He has yeah, a quarterback, he, but yeah, they 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 were not. He did not make good decisions coaching wise. Also, I saw a lot of people because Sean Washington had I think it was like two runs. Where it was like a third and like fifteen or like second to fifteen. He runs for a first down, breaks like a couple tackles, um, and then he was like he was like doing the point for the first down kind of thing. And so many play people like commentators got on him for that. Which Andrew like Locke, really? or who it was Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And people were getting on him like, oh, and it was down twenty one nothing. Right. And people were like, you're getting smacked. Like, stop showboating. Honestly, in my opinion, I don't really mind that because the stadium was dead. The offense was completely inefficient. He get, makes a good, good play. Like, come on. Like, let's go. Come hey, on. He, he, can, he can get the crowd. I, I mean, I know as a fan, like an unbiased fan, and I was watching it. He Because there was one where he, like, broke a tackle and, like, dove for the first down. He made it. And then he, like, gets up and points to first down, it got the crowd pumped. Like, I, I, have, I have no problem with that. And it's entertainment in the end. Yeah. It's a game. And, like, when Philip Rivers did that in the Chargers game, yeah. well, one, because it's Philip Rivers, and like I said, like, his pregnant wife could probably beat him in a race, yeah. but he ran for first down and did it. Like, that got me going. I'm yeah, like, I was like, let's go. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah, like good funny. So, like, Deshaun Watson, I totally agree with you. Yeah, like, look, they were down 21 nothing, and he hadn't had a good, very good game, but he, he makes a play, and he can get some confidence in himself by point for a first down. And it'd be like another thing if it was like a two minute drill or something like that, or they did some like choreographed dance. He just pointed for yeah, and he I think it was Steve Smith. He was like, "Oh, this is showboating. You're down twenty one donut. Like, get get your ass back in the huddle." I'm like, "No, come on, man. Let's lighten up a little bit." But yeah, Andrew Luck and the Cole. Real story here. They're dangerous. No one wants to play this team right now, and I think they have a legit shot of going to Kansas City and winning that game, especially with that defense. Other fun fact here with the Texans' uh, connection to the um, Frank Reich head coach. When the Buffalo Bills had the largest comeback in playoff history, the backup yeah. quarterback, Frank Reich, for the Buffalo Bills, who was the coach of the um, Colts, Colts yeah. he led that comeback, and uh, they were playing the Houston Oilers, who are now the uh, Houston Texans. Texans. Yeah. So, so Hansen once again. Yes, good for Frank Reich. Moving on, uh, Seahawks going into Jerry's world, uh, lose 22-24. Russell Wilson had a touchdown. Uh, Dak Prescott had a touchdown and interception. Zeke. Rush for 137 yards and one touchdown. In which I picked the Seahawks to win this game. Because uh, I just thought Russell Wilson was gonna was just gonna carry this team. And if you're going by the quarterback rule, whoever, yeah. the, like I said for the last one, then yeah. like yeah, you probably could have hey, could have Cow- won with the Wilson. Cowboys went with their I mean they, they did it again. Zeke rushed for over 130 he rushed for 137 yards, touchdown, and that, that running game mixed with Dak Prescott, like yeah, he had a pick, but he just kinda managed the game. He got two hundred and twenty some yards. Uh, that formula worked once again. It Can't did. fall for it. Yeah, Dak's a very mature quarterback. When he threw the interception, which really gave the Seahawks new life for it, he yeah. was never rattled. He kept his composure throughout of it, and he's not a great quarterback. Like, this is the formula that he needed to win. Yeah. Zeke has to have a huge game, but he did everything he could. He was rushing for first downs. That one where he did the quarterback draw, and the, like, it was like third yeah, and like, long, and he did the dive yeah. to try to get the mm-hmm. first down. Now, mm-hmm. That's the type of leadership you like to see from your quarterbacks. And that, that's why, for this game, I went against the quarterback rule over the better one, because... Dak always does do better in like the fourth quarter, and this roster is a lot more talented than the Seahawks. Yes, yeah, I think true. the fact that this game was so close really just shows everything that Russell Wilson did because he was under yeah. siege the whole game, yeah. he was running for his life. They <laughs> couldn't; they were trying to run the ball. They could really uh, they're having difficulties doing so. So the fact that he kept him in it and that onside, the, the kicker getting yeah, hurt onside, didn't help, and then they had to like do that botched onside. I don't know what that was. I don't know yeah. why he couldn't have just put it on a tee and then kick the top of a ball like a normal. Like I feel like yeah, it's like not the, that the hard. high bounce. Time. Well, Without doing like the stupid drop kick, so yeah, they and yeah, so like they were handicapped without a kicker, game. but yeah, yeah Cowboys but definitely. Just a Cowboys, I, I think that they they just have to have that efficient offense, uh, rushing and passing wise, if they're gonna if they're gonna win a game. I do think they have a chance. Um, in LA, uh, it's yeah, tough to say who I pick right now, but I do think it's gonna be a home game for the Cowboys. Sixty forty Cowboys fans because. Not all, like if you look at the Packers when they played in LA, it was a lot more Packers fans because the Rams don't have a very good fan base. We make fun of the Chargers, and the Chargers are definitely worse than the Rams yeah. fan wise. They don't have a whole lot of fans, and Cowboy fans travel well, so it's going to be like yeah. a home game away from home for them. Now we, we'll get into those later. Uh, the Chargers beat the Ravens twenty three seventeen. Philip Rivers had only one hundred sixty yards, nothing else. Uh, Lamar Jackson had one hundred ninety four yards, two touchdowns, an interception, in which a stat line did, did not really show. How he played that game. 
No, it did not do him a justice and how poorly he was in that first yeah. half. It was really a lot of inflated uh, stats. And I, I wouldn't say garbage time, but they kind of had to throw, and they were yeah. playing a prevent defense. But he fumbled it. I think he had – how many fumbles did he have? Two, two? fumbles. Yeah. And then three, and I think, at the end, wasn't it? Or was it just We two? had two in the pick, so like three turnovers total. Yeah. And then they fumbled – yeah, I think it was like their first possession they fumbled. So and then Yeah, the yeah it was, was the nice. running back fumble. On that Great one. either. So there's a lot of calls for Flacco. So what did you think about that I, honestly, Flacco thing? I think if if like like if the in the Ravens position like they were if they kept Joe Flacco this year they were not going to make the playoffs. They were 4 and 5 when mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson came in the game uh or was yeah. became the starter. Uh their defense is fa- and I I think like one of the reasons that he was so cuz he was rattled a I mean yeah, it's a playoff game. Youngest quarterback to ever start a playoff yeah, game. Yeah, and so you can I I get that experience thing, but dude he was getting. I mean, Melvin Gordon had like what, like three sacks, two strip sacks. Oh, he was getting pounded. He was getting Headline pounded. Was getting you dominated. think you're gonna put in Joe Flacco and it's gonna be any better? That a like yeah. he can make better. He can be a better pocket passer potentially. But if but like he's gonna get Lamar Jackson. I mean, you saw that one. He like he like he practically like put a, a juke on his own offensive lineman and then slung it to the running back. I mean, there's zero percent chance Joe Flacco makes that play. He he can't even move in the pocket. Uh, I, I don't I think I think look they made the playoffs because of Lamar Jackson and their defense defense is playing well Lamar Jackson isn't I say look man just keep with it and he eventually showed signs of life later uh, in the game but yeah I, I think people are just too reactionary to that especially when you're game planning all week around the specific offense like they do like the yeah. pistol like jumbo set with the tight end yeah a lot of running base like and you're gonna change that with Joe Flacco who's not gonna be able to run the same type of offense I yeah. I, I agree you, you ride and die. With what got you there. I mean, the calls for Flacco weren't, like, completely... I can see yeah. why people were doing it. He was playing very poorly. Fourth quarter, I think, at one point, he had 25 passing yards. Yeah. But um, I, I think Joe Flacco wouldn't have made a big difference. And Jim Harbaugh ultimately made the right decision to keep. Yeah, um, yeah I think in. I think people... I mean, you always want to change. Like, I mean, we see this, like, with head coaches, uh, with, like, a lot of different positions. Like, oh, it's not going well. Just make a change. Make a change. Um, I think we saw like Mike McCarthy. Like, is he a bad coach? No, they just they were tired of seeing his face all the time. Make a change. Uh, and I think like I mean, you bring up the two best situations that worked. You brought in, I mean, there was the national championship with Alabama. They brought in Tua, and he right. turned out to be just a good, great cornerback, uh, despite like whatever games he's been in. And then the other one is Peyton freaking Manning, yeah. replacing Brock Osweiler, in which they already had a one of the greatest like, top five defense in NFL history for the Broncos. So, like, I mean, it, it was it was Joe Flacco, not Joe Montana, is right. what I would say. Also, it's a funny thing. Funny about it from the Chargers aspect of it. For the first three quarters of that game, they, like, I was so happy with myself because they looked so talented on the defensive end. And that um, – but they, they they had studs all over the field. Yeah. Although – and they – that Ravens defense is tough, and they're stable yeah. to move it. But I got a little bit ahead of myself. Yeah. My mother had me like putting away Christmas decorations. So I had to pause the game so I could like watch it. So it was a little bit on like a tape delay. Yeah. So then they were up. I think it was like twenty three nothing. Yeah, it was twenty three nothing. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, how about these Chargers? And Marshall's like, Yeah, what the I remember. Hell are you I remember talking about. I literally got a, a notification on my phone as the as the Raider Ravens score to make it within one touchdown game. And I open it, and Mitch is saying, how about them Chargers? I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, are you out, watching the I game? I got ahead of my... Because it was, it was like fourth quarter with like eight minutes left, and they were yeah. up like 23 nothing. I'm like, oh, well, there's no way. And they're like, Marshall shows me his TV. And all of a sudden, it's like 23-17 with like a decent amount of time. I'm like, what? They came back, and my brother was like, wait, what? And he was like all happy because he picked them last week. So then I'm like watching it unfold. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to look like such an ass on this podcast <laughs> if they blow this. Luckily for me, they held on. But I will say this did. I do think they still, talent-wise, they have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. But that brings up a lot of red flags. If you think yeah. you're going to head into Foxborough, if you can't put away a rookie quarterback like that of 23 yeah. nothing. You kept it close, and it was close. Because they got yeah. the ball back with a chance yeah, to take the lead, and then Lamar fumbled. But, um, yeah, that's a lot of red flags. You think you're yeah. going to march into Foxborough against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. you got another thing coming. you got to yeah. clean up a lot of stuff there. That's That did yeah. make me question myself. I was like, okay, well. Yeah. I will say, though, the future is bright, bright in Baltimore. I think Lamar oh, yeah. Jackson is going to be a fantastic quarterback. He should be. It's definitely looking up for him. And then we had the most exciting game this week. Eagles top the Bears, 16-15. to 
Uh, Nick Foles had 266 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Mr. Biscay had 303 yards and a touchdown. And this game was my the hottest take. This was the only game that I got right, and it's because I chose the Eagles to beat the Bears. And I will bring it back. I said when we were talking about who would you rather face, Eagles or the Vikings, I would 100% every single time I'd rather play Minnesota Vikings, who looked awful in what was honestly a playoff home game uh, or a home playoff game week 17 against the Bears uh, and not t- taking the defending national or defending Super Bowl champions in the Eagles. I think with that, yes, it's easy to say now looking back at it, but the Bears had every opportunity to win it's that true. game. They should have stopped them. They shouldn't have let Well, first off, the first thing, I'll go through all the list of things in that second half that went wrong. Bears have the ball back with a chance to put them up by two scores, and they go three and out, give the ball right back to the Eagles. The Eagles then proceed to take a long five-minute drive down the field in which the Bears give up 58 yards and penalties on defense. Yeah. Then they have a fourth and one at the goal line. This is your great defense here. This is your chance to make a stop. And they let it in. Yeah. And then Cody Park, he obviously missed the field. They had every opportunity in that game to win. And then the one touchdown they gave up to Dallas Goddard, they had 10 guys on the field when they were counting it. Yeah. And no one's talking about that. Um, Nagy only had 15 rushing plays. They should have had a Tariq lot more. Cohen only got four touches. Four touches for Cohen, which is yeah. like blasphemy. So... And that's they why easily could have beaten that team at home, and I think it's tough playing a same team three times in a row. And like we, the Vikings looked bad that last week, but you got to remember it's basically the same roster with an updated, upgraded quarterback that went to the NFC Championship. They had an off year, but they had a much tougher schedule. They had a lot more injuries this year. They're still a very talented roster. Yeah, I mean, in but they, the reason I say is because they were they were fighting for the playoffs at home. Against the yeah. crowd that was backing them, and Kirk Cousins looked miserable. All but, in all, though, yeah, the Eagles are. Yeah. That, you, you were probably right on that one, but um, but I will say, so when we were looking at like the power rings, I had the Bears. I picked them back like midseason when they were like they were at the top of their division, but mainly just because everyone else was floundering. I said, hey, these guys are a sleeper team, and I put them as the third best team in the NFL for me. And I think the regular season Bears and the Bears we saw. Like against the Eagles, I don't. They was not. I would. I was like, am I watching the same team? You're supposed to play your best football in the playoffs and start peaking. Like, yeah, that is definitely not because, the best I game mean, of the season. Yeah, like you're saying, the play calling wasn't great. In which I thought the play calling is the only reason this offense has been good. And here's the one other thing too that really infuriated me. But else, no one's just talking about. John Madden always used to say, like, take the points, take the points, take the points. When the Bears scored that touchdown and Trubisky threw the touchdown pass to Allen Robinson, I don't know why they are going for two there. Yeah, yeah, we'll put you up by three. But you if you take the points there, then we wouldn't have even had to be. You kick the extra point, then we wouldn't have to worry about the field goal. And then if you're going to go for two, fine. But that play they called was some gimmicky crap which they've done all year, but it really had no chance of working. Everyone knew Mac was a distraction. I didn't like the play call at all with that little yeah. shovel pass. Um, that was another thing, too. If they would have just kicked the extra point there, dialed up a little bit of a better play, yeah. then we wouldn't even be talking about and it. I'm like, where... where? Where's this amazing? I mean, I understand the Eagles have an offense, great uh, offense. They have a good offensive line, but like Khalil Mack, where are you at? He had like one QB pressure, and then he was silent the whole game. I mean, if you want to be, this is why. No, this is just petty as a Broncos fan. I understand that, but I I take Von Miller over Khalil Mack. Von Miller, when it comes to big games, NFL uh, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, I'm not saying Khalil Mack is bad, but look, man, they're paying you this money. They they, they got their money's worth and then some. In the regular season, I mean, he's one of the reasons this defense was so good. So I, I'm not knocking him for that, but you—he's got to show up. Like these playmakers, got to show up. Big games. I'm not disagreeing with you, but most executives you talk to throughout the NFL and scouts will say they would rather have Cleo Mack over Von Miller because he's a lot more—he's a lot stronger and a little bit more athletic. He plays a little bit better coverage, and he can still rush the passer. But I will say this. Von Miller does show up in big games, or clearly yeah. doesn't. It's a lot like if you want to look at the Eagles, like Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. I much rather Carson Wentz is a much more talented yeah. quarterback per se. Not saying like Von Miller's untalented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nick Foles shows up on all these playoff games. A big game. He's a yeah, big he's a game winner. player, and so is Von Miller. Khalil Mack over his career, he hasn't like been. And I'm I, I'm not gonna put that loss on him. But yeah. you're right. You really didn't do a whole lot. So credit yeah. to the Eagles. Um, Lane Johnson and uh, um, who was um. Their head coach? No, blocking Khalil Mack. Oh, the um, old guy. Jason Peters, Peters. Jason Peters. Jason Peters yeah. yeah. He, he did a fantastic job yeah. on him. But yeah, no, I was just like, because like, the reason the Bears were so good is because they didn't have to put on Mitch Trubisky. I mean, you had Tariq Cohen uh, with all these like trick plays, end around, stuff like that, like misdirection. Uh, and then you can go like down the field with these deep threats. 
uh, and then like a, a, a defense that kind of just smothers you. And I didn't really see a lot of that. I mean, I, we were like seeing like passes to line of scrimmage, a lot of like horizontal running. Forty six passes running. to fifteen runs. Yeah, like, it was. And Trubisky did everything they asked of him. I could have asked for him in the fourth quarter, and he led all the quarterbacks in passing this week with three hundred yeah. uh, three yards out of. So he outpassed Andrew Luck, but um, yeah, it was. A lot to be desired. On the other yeah, hand, for the Eagles, the Eagles, they're I I was very impressed with their defense, and it looked like a Super Bowl caliber team from last year. You can see that yeah. experience going out there, and it was a lot. Honestly, that was a lot like um, we. I said this last week too. The game from last year where they played the Falcons, and it came down to like a goal line yeah. stand. And now, mind you, the Eagles ended up converting on this one, but um, it was a lot like the Falcons game they played, where it was a low scoring, yeah, uh, defensive struggle. And Nick Foles always shows up in these playoffs. Yeah, no, Same I will Nick, say, man. yeah, because I was talking about it uh, last podcast. We uh, he, he he like we were talking back to his playoff runs. I mean, I mean, like you look at that Falcons game, you look at that. Uh, I mean, he played the freaking Patriots. Tom Brady it, on paper. Same with the Bears game on paper, like. Oh, you, I didn't really think. Take, I, I didn't think they were gonna win that. Yeah. yeah, you take you take the Bears roster, Patriots roster, maybe in the Falcons roster, maybe even the Vikings roster. Oh yeah. Years. Like on paper, better rosters, but they just have these guys. I mean, you got Zach Ertz, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, these experienced players. Nick Foles just a winner. I can't stand Alshon Jeffrey. That man's a he cold hates man. Chicago. He and hates Chicago. I don't, yeah, that was cold. Yeah, and, and you know what? If I was in that situation, I'd do the same. Yeah. But yeah. So Good that, for the, uh, that I, wraps up. Or, yeah, well, I was going to say, heading in to next week, you would have to think the Saints win, but Nick Foles just keeps on winning. I know. And if he wins a Super Bowl, what are you going to do with Carson Wentz? I think you got to keep Wentz, but like that market for Foles is going to be... <laughs> yeah, well, we, we'll, we'll get to our playoff predictions uh, in the later segment. NBA, we only have literally one thing, and Tom Thibodeau got fired. There you go. Sorry, Tibbs. Usually it's Bulls dysfunction. This week is Thibodeau got fired. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's the Bulls, too. Like I was talking about in the last uh, one, we did a little Bulls talk, me and my brother, and I was talking about how great this young core could be potentially after they played the Pacers in the next uh, the next day or Sunday. They kind of, like, laid an egg against Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> that core didn't look so great. I still do think they have a bright future, uh, potentially, but, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I might want to pump the brakes on that one until yeah. we get Zion. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, it's... And then, so. uh, moving on... Oh, they soccer. might get... Did you say they might get Hoiberg? Oh, yeah, Hoiberg. So, which He's is just, like... It's weird. I don't know why. Okay. This is an indictment on management over there in yeah. uh, Timberwolf land. Yeah, which they have the they have the good young core, too. Not really using it very well. Cat looks awful. Yeah. A couple, like, a couple, literally about a year ago, everyone was like, oh, this could be, like, a, one of the best young players in the NBA. Yeah. Kind of like, with, like Gian, what Giannis is now. This is what we expect yeah. Carl Anthony Towns to be. There was a poll saying that GMs would rather have Carl Anthony Towns and LeBron James to build the franchise around, and look at him now. He's floundering. Yeah. So, I, I hope they get back on track, because I like him and Wiggins, but... Yeah. Wiggins got no story. dog in him, though. Yeah. Uh, going to the, some soccer, only two things. Uh, Man City beat Liverpool, and which I was which oh was one God. of the games. Of the and Liverpool came literally. It might be less than an inch away. They was had to go to goal line technology, and it was going to be the first goal of the game. And it was it was literally like ninety eight percent of the ball was across the line, but you got to get the whole ball across the line. Uh, See, that's weird because NFL you just got to get like tip on. With yeah. Soccer got to get the same with. Well, you know, hockey's the same way. You got to get it um, all the way across, I believe. But um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, you got you got like the defender was in the net, and so it looked like oh, obvious goal, and then they go down, and it was like barely. But yeah, wow. so that's a huge game. Liverpool. Isn't that their four second points? loss now in two weeks though? They lost last week, didn't they? Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I think I it was so. man. They lost three to one to someone, I think. You know, Manchester City did. Damn. Oh, maybe what? Liverpool. If, if Mitch proves me wrong in soccer. We'll I was looking at this. cancel the podcast. Uh, they beat Man United. They beat the Wolves. Arsenal. They lost to the Wolves. No, yesterday, no. Well, yesterday they lost 2-1. Man City so, lost 2-1. No, no. They beat Arsenal 5-1. Maybe they beat Man United three one. Yeah. I'm thinking of a different. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, but the next story. So Man City makes it a lot closer. I still think Man City is going to win the league. I, mean, I think it's going to be really funny if Liverpool slips this away because uh, they were so confident. And then there's the Steven Gerrard slip from uh, a couple years ago. Uh, but it was it, it's really funny because FA Cup is coming up and Liverpool is playing the Wolves, which is no slouch. The Wolves are a competitive team. I think they're one of the better Premier League sides. Uh, if you 
and count like how much money they have. Because, I mean, these teams can just spend, 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 and get all the best players, and they're really good. Wolves don't have that much money, uh, but they're still a really competitive team. And Liverpool, now, they did they did play Salah, and uh, I believe Firmino played. But, it, like, the starting lineup was a was a B-team lineup. And it trues, and the, so the whole uh, saying goes if for the FA Cup is that if you are in a position to win the league, you don't want the, distra- the distraction of a midweek game. Because Liverpool, they lost 2-1, uh, and now they're out. So they don't have to play those games in the FA Cup that other teams are playing like a Wednesday in between two Sunday games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and coaches are like, I don't want that distraction. Guys, you haven't won a single trophy in seven years. It, it, it's not like you've got tr- trophies coming out your cabinet right now. Like you, you should probably take what you can get with the great... Uh, Great team you have right now. So I, I just thought that was interesting, their mindset. There. See, what I got confused on with the loss there, it was Man City. Because the last time I was talking on the podcast was a Friday night, right after the Bulls game. So it was the night before when I was talking uh, soccer. So I'm glad I didn't talk about because I wouldn't have known what the hell I was talking about. But yeah. But well, hey. then they lost to the Wolves yesterday. So now they're yeah. on a two-game losing streak. Yeah. Damn. Osala, come Osala. on. We're moving on to a much bigger game. We had the College Football Championship. We did, and... Boy, that was not what we expected. Yeah, I that think, was something else. In my opinion, I was not very excited to see this matchup again because I think it's yeah. worn pretty thin in round four and Alabama def- versus Clemson. It is definitely going to keep going. And the ratings showed it, and I completely agree. Yeah, the ratings showed it. This is the lowest rating they've had in the really? college football playoffs in a couple of years now. Yeah, I got like a 14 point something in ESPN's combined, and this was the lowest since, um, I believe, I forget oh, the year, but it's the lowest in a couple of years, yeah. Georgia's last year was at like a 16, and this year it dropped all the way to a 14. Dang, that's um, so, crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, yeah, but Clemson won 44-16, and they look pretty much. dominant to mid, uh, for years to come. Trevor Lawrence, the true freshman quarterback. He also looks like us. Spigali uh, from that one um, uh, movie. Uh, huh? Sunshine? Are you talking about Sunshine? No, no. Uh, What's that movie called? My dad loves that movie. Um, ah. It doesn't matter. Oh, anyways, he threw for 347 yards, three touchdowns. Travis Etienne Spicoli, uh, um, had two rushing touchdowns. Jar Jar Banks, he looks like. And, uh, he looks like, he looks Jar, like Jar, Jar, Jar Jar Banks. Banks. He kind of looks like Trevor Lawrence looks like Jar Jar Banks. That's not the guy I was thinking of. Um, Roger Waters? No, let's see. He looks like Jar Jar Banks. He looks like, and then, oh, yeah, he kind of looks like Prince Charming. They have all Shrek? The, yeah. Uh, Travis from, Travis from Clueless. No. Oh, yeah, Roger Waters from Plank Floyd. He looks yeah, a lot like him. Like Here we go. Um, Jeff Spicoli for Jeff? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times. There you he go. He looks like Jeff Spicoli. Look up. He looks <laughs> He looks just like him. It's very funny. Anyway, back to the important stuff here. Um, yeah, so Lawrence, he's had 347, threw for 347, three touchdowns. Huge game. Travis Etienne, playmaker no one really talked about from the Clemson side, but he had two rushing touchdowns. And then Tua Tugavailoa. Everyone's talking about how he's the best quarterback in the country. And he was playing like it, but Lawrence really showed him up. He had two touchdowns, but two interceptions. And I got to give a lot of credit to Brett Venerballs, the, the defensive coordinator. Yeah. He showed him a lot of different looks he hadn't seen before. Like in that one pick six, they did like a. Um, uh, too too high. Yeah. yeah, the quarterback came off his man. I believe it was too high. Him. Yeah, but he came off his guy. Played a nice play. He had a pick six early, and then Tua really. He's used to like uh, chucking it up to his uh, one receiver. Um, Number four, Jules. Jules, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and he tried to do it again, and it got picked. That Clemson defense did a fantastic job, but he had two touchdowns, two interceptions. Dabo Sweeney, uh, yeah. he really outcoached Nick Saban. Yeah, in this I will one. say Nick Saban. It was kind of like the Bears were like, what are you doing, man? That like, fake field goal they ran terrible. was baffling because it's fourth and six. You could have just went for it anyway. And yeah. then you had your kicker as your lead blocker. It was a third-string quarterback, took the snap, and he went to run up the middle, which was puzzling. And Clemson totally knew it was coming with the score yeah. at what it was. But he had to hold Alabama to 16 points and then score 44 on that defense because they yeah. got the number one recruiting class in the country. It's crazy. And then even after the game, they're still recruiting um, during yeah. the post-game uh, press conference, uh, 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 Farrell and Wilkins, two players for Clemson, uh, they said, if you want to come to the program where you got to worry about your coach all up in the locker room dancing, come to Death Valley. So Debo is apparently a good dancer in the locker room. So yeah, there you go. It is. Look up. It's really funny. They're going to be good for years to come. Georgia is another potential threat, but I think those big teams, we're going to be seeing a lot more yeah. of Clemson, And I will Alabama. say, I was, I was – not gonna watch this game and then i ended up going and like hanging out with people 
who were watching it, and that's the only reason I watched it. But, man, I mean, because neither of these guys are going to the draft, so we're, we're probably going to see Tua versus uh, Trevor Lawrence oh, yeah. National Championship next year, and um, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. It's just going to be like Hurts <laughs> and Watson. Well, at least like with the Watson-era Clemson games, like those were two fantastic National oh, Championship yeah. ones. Yeah. The one where Watson threw it to Renfro on the fourth down yeah. to end the game, that was one of the best, like, that that was arguably one of the games. best college football games, like, period. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was right up there. And so, but yeah, it's kind of worn thin. Yeah. I don't, I, it's getting to be like the NBA where you like kind of know who's going to be there. Like yeah. Clemson played Pitt in the championship conference championship game. It's like, really? Yeah. We know. Who's and that's winning where like, this. it's, that's where I, it's unfortunate because there's a lot of programs that like, I feel like people want to see win. Like, I mean, UCF, look, I think they're, like, kind of a joke, in my opinion. Like, they, yeah. they, they're like, oh, national championships. Yeah, you got blown up by freaking, what was it, Florida? LSU. Yeah, LSU. Third best team in the conference, my yeah. view. Uh, and so, and, and like, teams, but, like, people want to see, like, new faces in there because it's just interesting. Like, if UCF people would have, like, watched it, obviously, but, yeah, now that we're, we're probably not going to But at the same that. time, though, like, eight, like the 18 playoffs, like we've argued, would be awful. Yeah. Because you'd be, be getting blocks. UCF, who stinks. You'd be getting Michigan again, who got blown out by Florida. Like, yeah. we went over there. Like, it would be awful. So, like, the four best teams are in it, but, like, the parody is, like, ridiculous. And then, like, Alabama's schedule during the year... It's not fun to watch Alabama play because yeah. they play a bunch of cupcakes. They play the, Citib- the Citadel. Citadel yeah, and, like, in the SEC, they got Vanderbilt. I feel like garbage. it's kind of like pick your poison. not great. Because you got an eight-team playoff where you're going to see a lot of blots and teams you probably shouldn't and be there. Yeah. And then there's four teams, which are probably going to be like, I mean, you probably you could probably, honestly, you could probably I predict would, six teams that have they are going to be the top four. Like, I would right keep now. it at four because less teams yeah. means more sense of urgency, but I'd also reduce the bowl games where you have like the New Year's Six bowl games, and that matters like to get in. So yeah. now there's a sense of urgency. To, like if you don't get if you don't get in the top four, like to get in a bowl game at least, like winning a conference championship, you'd be in a bowl game. Like yeah. that's not that would be in a perfect world. Of course, they're not going to do that with all the advertising they make from the Red Box Bowl and the Cheese It Bowl. Yeah, the makers wanted behind the bowl. That'll be I don't know. So college football in a certain state, uh, they gotta they they might need to take a look at themselves. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the MLB, not much. Harper met with the Phillies. That saga still have zero questions answered in what who was going where. It was uh, rumored with the Cubs too. Yeah, they were saying the Cubs, don't sign like, until we free up some cap space. But then they re-signed Cole Hamels. Yeah, so that takes. I mean, up a Cole lot Hamels is pretty cheap. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, it was, it was with that pitching staff too. I think it was smart to re-sign Cole. Oh Hamels yeah, definitely. I, I, would, I would take Cole Hamels. But yeah, it's just like Harper's gonna go with the Cubs. Oh, it's too expensive for the Cubs. He's gonna go to the White Sox. Well, but White they Sox haven't offered are him anything in, yet, and they're still on, on Machado. And then the, he met with the Phillies, but people are saying that no one wants to go to the Phillies. Uh, yeah. So like, it, it's just it's kind and of Phillies want to spend stupid money. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, he it's, this could drag out honestly all the way till spring training. Yeah, because like, this is just like a rotating carousel of the same rumors mm-hmm. that just keep being said by over. I mean, there was there was one guy who was like, these are the only teams who are seriously in on Harper, and then it and then it ended up being like only the Dodgers and the Cubs, and then the Cubs are saying it's too expensive, and but yeah. The Do- yeah, and the Dodgers traded Puig. To yeah, try to and everyone thought face. like that was going to happen immediately, and we're still kind of sitting yeah. here. Uh, but on for Machado, John Jay signed with the Sox. Who's Machado is one of his very good friends. Big, yeah. Him, Yonder, and Machado are all good friends. They train together in the offseason. So this is a kind of an interesting signing for the Sox. Making really making a pretty, they're being pretty transparent with what they're trying to do here. Yeah. And if they can get Machado, John Jay could end up being one of the biggest signings in White Sox history <laughs> from a piece wise. And he's honestly not a bad center fielder. Yeah, it's I mean, interesting. He was pretty decent with the Cubs. Yeah, with the Royals at the beginning of the year, he was fantastic. He was hitting in the 300s. And then uh, when he got traded to the D backs, his average kind of plummeted. But he's a solid defensive option. He's definitely a lot better bat than what the Sox have with an angle. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how they play him with Eloy coming up because now they got kind of a long jab in the outfield but they're trying to get that machado piece um another signing uh for him is the white Sox guy calvin herrera uh, yeah so i thought that was a guy honestly that the cubs could have won after with some bullpen help but now with alex colomay the guy and um herrera that's interesting bullpen um not contenders yet but that definitely makes them a lot more interesting renteria definitely has some more late inning options which is nice well, that wraps up all the leagues. We're going to our Who's Hot Is Not, sponsored by Ted Wick. Ted Wick, heating and cooling. We'll see him. We'll see him soon. We'll we're, see him we're, soon. We are still in Wheaton. 
college break, working at Mariano's. Uh, we're going back to college. My room is freezing. I could use some Ted Wink. Ted Wink heating. My stupid brother leaves the window open. What? Yeah, he likes to sleep, and he has the fan on with the window open. It's freezing in there. I don't know why. Why? Does he smell bad? Something like that? Yeah, well, I mean, it helps the smell-wise. <laughs> but then I can't close it because he's bigger than me, and he beat the crap out of me. <laughs> well, my hot, beast. my hot for this week is... Not Mitchell's room. Yeah, not... Yeah, that's cold. <laughs> it's ah, cold. I like that one. I like that one. Uh, walking football club so in england they have this this tournament called the fa cup in which it is every single team all the leagues are included uh and if you're wondering england has six leagues there's the premier league the english football league championship the english football league one english football league two national league and the national league south so this matchup between the eighth best team in Everton and or Watford, eighth best team in the Premier League, Watford, and the second best team in the National League South, in which there are eighty teams. There are eighty teams in England that are better that are in between Watford and Walking, and they're playing each other. It's the largest uh, gap in between two teams ever playing each other in f- English football history. I wonder what the over-under is for goals there. What was the one you said was 22-0? Yeah, Bayern, Bayern Munich played uh, like a third-division team, and they beat them 22-0 at the beginning because the Germany, all the leagues do it, and Germany has the same thing, and it was like it's early. Crazy. 22 goals in a soccer game. Honestly, that'd be kind of exciting, though. Yeah, it'd be kind of crazy. I mean, from a competitive standpoint, no. But it was there's not funny, a lot of scoring though. in soccer. Anyways, so 22 goals, that'd be kind of fun. It was funny, though, because it was at it was not at Bayern Munich. It was at the other team, and I mean, I like their high school stadiums like yeah. not even like texas ones like i mean i think wheat north might have a bigger capacity than this field and they're just putting up 22 calls <laughs> it was kind was of full though at least yeah was I it mean, most of their fans or is it most of the byron munich most fans? of their fans because like hey we're playing a big team we can so watch them play yeah and, and it's it'll be cheap because they're on home right but yeah and so so yeah that this is gonna be this might be this could be the, one of the biggest upsets in like ever there 80 teams yeah my half of the week god what Yes, he got a lot of free publicity <laughs> in Dabo Sweeney's press conference. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming, through, did you? But yes, in, in this today's day and age, with all the chaotic things going on, we all need to make a little bit more room for Jesus. And Dabo clearly has in his past game conference. He gave uh, Jesus a lot of credit for that national championship win. Didn't know he could throw a football for 300 yards and three touchdowns. But yeah, oh, I guess the, he is the reason why they won that national championship because they got a lot of credit. So good for God and all the publicity he got. Dabo Sweeney too. Well, most of these uh, interviews, like they, they don't give him like very good. Coaches will give him like short responses. To his credit, he gave him a, that was his, a, yeah. a raw emotional press conference you're gonna get. So you know what? Good for him. I'm happy for Clemson and Dabo Sweeney. And God, he got a lot yeah, of free publicity there. there. Uh, and then for my not hot is the dude who tried to mug. Uh, Poliana Viana. So she, who? She lives in Brazil, in Rio, and this is her quote. Uh, she was being mugged. She said he was really close to me, so I thought if it's a gun, he won't have time to draw it. So I stood up. I threw two punches and a kick. He fell. Then I caught him in a rear naked choke. Then I sat him down in the same place where we where we, we were before and said, "Now wait for the police," because the woman he tried to mug was a professional UFC fighter. Oh, there you go, girl power. <laughs> beat the absolute snot out of this guy. You should look up the picture. He definitely belongs in a hospital. Oof. Yeah. Oh, he's pretty bloody. His yeah. face is swollen. Yeah, it looks like a beach ball. Yeah. So it, I mean, that would be that would be terrible if you're a if you're mess. a muggy and you mugger and you're standing next to this woman and apparently he she tried to take her phone. She just stands up, punches you, kicks you, and then puts the you in a naked rear choke. naked choke and then just sits you down. That's got that's that's humiliating. She didn't look like looking at her street picture too, like just like it was a picture in her like street clothes, not UFC yeah. uniform. She didn't look like someone that would be a UFC fighter. Like Ronda Rousey's like pretty big, yeah. Like, where you could be like, oh, well, I could see her as like a wrestler, professional. Like she didn't look Brazilian UFC. Fighters. She didn't look like it, but yeah. man, looking at the photos of the aftermath, <laughs> she did some damage. Good God. Yeah. Looked like Cody Parkey after walking to the Bears locker room. Oh, Khalil Mack got a no. hold of him. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Side note, all you losers threatening uh, Cody Parkey after that, like, get a light. Yeah. It's a game. You yeah, can't threaten the man. I will for... say there was a new Barstool just came up with Barstool Chicago like two weeks ago. 
Uh, and I was like, oh, cool, Barstool Chicago. Like, I live in Chicago. Yeah. They'll talk about the Cubs and stuff. But then this dude who works for them, like, had this, like, minute-long rant where he was just like, F Cody Parkey. And he was like, it was like loud. He's leaving the stadium. It's oh, riddled with swears. I'm like, dude, like, come on, man. Well, there's people, like, threatening him and his family. It's like, he's not, tra- he didn't try to miss the kick. Yeah. Why are you bringing his family? Like, it's like a game, he's man. a bad kicker. He was trying yeah. to make it. To me, oh, I didn't make this point before. To, in his favor, he should have been cut, like, six weeks ago. Well, and not only. Like, I get the money contract, but like, well, with man. all you're paying him, because like, he's probably going to enter training camp with him too, and there's just going to be a kicker competition. But with all yeah. you're paying him, I think that. Uh, but I mean, like, we call it, him. like, there are a lot of outlets out there, like Chicago outlets, that are like, man, like, this is the one guy on the team that you can't trust. And, and it happened. Well, go. I also will say, though, too, to his credit, he didn't pull a Cam Newton after the Super Bowl where he was whining about it. Yeah, he true. was the f- right at his locker waiting for the pressers, and he stood up and he faced the questions like a man and answered all of them, didn't make excuses. He said, hey, hey. The, the ball got tipped. He didn't blame it on that. He's like, hey, I thought I hit it good. I just missed. It's on me. I yeah. lost us the game. So I can respect him for that. He's still yeah. a horrible kicker that ruined our season. <laughs> well, part of the reason he did. But you know what? I'll give him respect for that. Yeah. And all you people, get, get you know, get stop crapping on Cody Parkey. All right, might not. As our ratings, probably after that conceded opening <laughs> rant. Jam yeah, unbearable to begin with. But when you start off a podcast ranting about how great your predictions are. Oh, man. Hey, yeah, our ratings, ratings are probably gonna plummet. Hey, but they, you know what? As we're like, this is our tenth episode. We're doing, we're doing all right Not for a, a, a college dorm room podcast. And I feel like as low as they are, they can only go up. So hopefully, yeah. they can't get Woo-hoo! any lower than what they are now. But yeah, so all you people, I know I'm conceited. I'm the most humble man in the world. I realize this. <laughs> Moving on, we got our NFL playoff predictions. Uh, so we will have our official ones like you did before uh, on Twitter later in the week, probably like Friday or Thursday. Um, and tell your friends to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, well, I'm aiming for sixty percent throughout the yeah. Play, right? I'm, yeah. So I'm one one for four. Right now I'm seventy five. Twenty five percent. So yeah, if I can get above sixty percent, I'd be very happy. Also with on that. our Twitter, we had some good memes, got some good jokes. We did. So follow uh, us. Yes, yeah, so follow us. Uh, but we're gonna start off Eagles and at the Saints. I think, well, smart money's on the Saints here. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Like, honestly, at this point, though, let's point it out there. I, I, uh, this one, I'm picking the Saints as of right now. Yeah. But I would not be shocked. At this point, I wouldn't be shocked if Fools won. Yeah. They shouldn't win. There's no reason they should win. Yeah. That's like, with with the Bears, I was like, I wouldn't put money on the Eagles, but I could definitely see it happening. Well, and here's yeah. the other thing, too, that's interesting. Like, when Wentz went into that stadium, they got steamrolled by the Saints. Yeah. If Foles goes in there in a playoff game and somehow pulls off a yeah. victory, that will be interesting. I will say, though, if Mitch Trubisky can put up 300 yards and a touchdown, Drew Brees, I think he has the. I think he might expose the secondary, oh, secondary if they go bad. an aerial attack. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. That secondary is not good. Yeah. Trubisky, like, they couldn't really exploit it as much as they could have. Like, they, yeah. they, they did as much as they could, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, you saw it. there was like I mean there was the um, early in the game they had a, they had a nice seam route that they committed they had the like the no fumble recovery so it was technically incomplete but mm. it was still a completed pass it's just a nice play getting an arm in there by the defender uh, they they were good flying to the ball and tackling but like if you throw a forty yard seam route and it gets completed it doesn't matter where you tackle him you're still losing that play right uh, so I definitely think Drew Brees could put up hang a lot of points on this defense the Eagles well their front seven the running the ball is gonna be a challenge for them because yeah. they do have some dudes up front with um, Long Cox and <laughs> um, oh my well, no, Long uh, Cox and Bennett um, <laughs> Long Cox fools. But yeah, no, they're front. They got some. They got some dudes up there. Um, so it'll be interesting if Kamara and them can get that running game going. But yeah, I think you got to take the yeah. Saints in this one. I think that that one could be the one blowout in this. Uh, in it this. has the potential to be, yeah. but at the same time, if it was Nick closer Foles. than yeah, so Nick Foles in, can't roll out yet. Put them out. Uh, and then we have the Dallas Cowboys going to L.A. and playing the Rams. Uh, in which I think, honestly, in the way the Cowboys have been playing, now the Rams are good. Uh, but honestly, we talk about QB versus QB. This might be running back versus running back. Two best running backs in the game. Yeah. Todd Gurley is finally going to be healthy compared to yeah. what he was near the end of the year. He had a couple weeks to rest up. And McVay, with that much time to game plan, yeah, it'll be tough. 
But I think the Cowboys actually have the upper hand in defense. And we saw what that Bears defense did to them. Yeah. Um, so, and the Cowboys have a very capable defense as well. Good running back. This one's tough. And it's going to be like a more of a home game for the Cowboys. Yeah, They're going to have fans there. This one's a toss-up. Right now, I probably lean Rams. Yeah, I do But too. that can definitely change before Saturday. We'll see. I'll have my official one. That's kind of a cop-out, I know. But like, yeah. this one's really a coin flip for me right now. Uh, but, yeah, I'd probably lean Rams, but that could that might I change. Feel like, I feel like the Seahawks, are, like I would say 75% of the reason they're in the playoffs is Russell Wilson. Their defense is nothing special. They're very bad against the run. Uh, and that got definitely exposed. And so I feel like the Cowboys, their first playoff win was kind of like a not a gimme cuz the Seahawks aren't bad but it's not like it's not like the Eagles have like hey we beat the Chicago Bears in Chicago like right. watch out for us the Cowboys beat the Seahawks at home and the Cowboys also they did beat the uh they beat the Saints yeah so it's probably the best team in football right now so you got to remember that Dak looked decent near the end of that game so and he can run Dak yeah. which golf can't so we'll see and yeah, that one's kind of a toss up i don't know maybe they go Cowboys We'll see. You could have some hot takes. I mean, my hot takes, hot picks didn't work out. See, last week I was very, very certain on all of them, and I need a little bit. I guess it's pretty early in the week. You kind of last week I took, I took. Not. Besides the Colts, I pretty much took all the underdogs. Yeah. Uh, and well, my one, the biggest underdog will come for me. So, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll uh, see. Yeah, that one's a 50-50 cost up for me. Who do yeah. you? Who would you take? I take the Rams, Rams right now. I think. I think so. I'm leaning Rams. Yeah, we'll see. Well, if it, like yeah. I said, follow us on Twitter. You'll see our official picks. Yeah. Then we got the San Diego Chargers going to Foxborough in in a game in which Philip Rivers, who has never beaten Tom Brady in his career, can look to do it for the first time. Initially, right off the bat, and especially after watching the end of that game, I was going to say Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to win. Tom Brady. But that was more of an emotional response. I've been riding the Chargers bandwagon basically all year keeping momentum going i think with that secondary they get derwin james um desmond king and which the they're only they're only really playing against one good receiver and they yeah it's true they edelman they have no one that can stretch the field uh yeah. gronk's a shell of his former self he's completely broken down and there's a reason that belichick wanted to trade him at the beginning yeah. of this year let's remember that um it'll be interesting to see if they can run the ball but even the chargers run defense is not awful either they got ingram yeah. up front who's very good and then Philip Rivers, quarterback-wise, is not that far off. If it wasn't for how good Mahomes and Drew Brees have been this year, he, uh, he'd he be right up there for the MVP conversation. Yeah. He's had that good of a year. They can still throw the ball very well. I think just talent-wise, and the Chargers are better on the road than they are at home. I think I'm going to take the Chargers as of right now. I've said, I said a couple weeks ago, hot take, Patriots won't win a playoff game. And that was because I thought, I thought they were going to be playing the wild card round at the time. So I thought that was going to be more interesting to say. Um, but I mean, look, man, I think, I honestly take Chargers too. I think that they have, they have built momentum up. And I mean, if you look at the Patriots, like them moving, like how they finish their season, because uh, you've always get the argument. Now, I don't know how good of an argument it is, but if when you win a wild card game, you have, like, momentum building up. Right. And then the teams with a bye, while they do have time to game plan, their momentum is stopped. Mm-hmm. Patriots had no momentum. I mean, they lost uh, their third to last game against the um, the Steelers. Yeah, it was a Steelers game, uh, in which they did not look good at all. And then they grinded out wins in which Brady didn't look good against the Jets and the Bills, who are just yeah. like you, they're gimmies. It's not no no good wins to finish the season. And I mean, look, man, like Chargers are hot. Patriots, Tom Brady's not looking that great. Uh, I take the Chargers too. And it's funny. I, I initially in the middle of the year I said that this was going to be my AFC Championship game. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't work out with the way the Chiefs finished, and somehow they're a twelve win wild card team as the Chargers. Yeah. So I do think the winner of this game is going to have a really good shot of representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. But yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going Chargers for this. Then one. we got the Colts and the Chiefs, in which will I think will be the most exciting game. It'll be definitely game. good. And honestly, I'm surprised. I'm going to go with the Colts as of right now for this one. That defense is playing really well. Yeah. They're riding a lot of momentum. Andrew Luck, I think, is a better quarterback than him. That Chiefs defense. You think Andrew Luck is a better quarterback than Mahomes? Yes. Oh, yeah. You switch with who they're working with. If Mahomes is on that fair. Colts that team playing fair. with that roster and Luck was on that Chiefs I think offense. Ceiling, I think ceiling-wise, Mahomes is a higher ceiling. But as of right now, I think, yeah, man, that may be Luck's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He honestly is playing at a level. He might be the best quarterback in the NFL at this moment. 
He's like the way he, he's been. He's been playing. I take. I'm taking Drew Brees. I'm sorry. I'm taking Drew. Brees. Even he has a lot more to work with though too with his run game. Not he's got really. Sean Payton as his head coach. Andrew Luck is the best one line in the offense in the NFL. He hasn't close. been sacked, which helped. But now that they give him a little bit of protection with that crappy Chiefs defense, like I said, they can't. Yeah. They can't stop a nosebleed. Look like cones out there. Yeah. And, and I, I will think I I the, the this, Chiefs or go, yeah, you can go, finish, go finish. The Chiefs one saving grace to their defense is they have a pretty good pass rush, which mm-hmm. I think I mean the the Colts have faced better I mean they had they had JJ Watt and Davion Clowney last week and they did just fine. So I think that'll be totally neutralized and their weakness is definitely the secondary. The secondary is terrible and I think Andrew Luck is more than ready and capable of destroying it. And the Colts' defense isn't... They're not slouches either. Like, you saw what the Seahawks yeah, did against this around. team. Um, and, like, it, th- no one gives the Colts' defense credit because, let's be honest, you ask a casual fan, you can't name, like, four guys on that defense. Yeah, you got Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard, and Leonard yeah. they have some white guy on the D-line. Like, you can't <laughs> name them. Like, you, yeah. They don't have any, like, notable names. Like, the Texans are all these, like, the Bears do, but... This defense is for real. Yeah, um, they've been playing pretty good. I'm I'm taking the Colts in this one. I, I do think in Kansas City though. I think that is a massive advantage for the Chiefs. It's tough, but Marcus Mariota went in there and beat them last year. That's true. That was not the same. That was not the same Chiefs team though. It's pretty close offensively. They they had a better yeah. quarterback, but Alex um, blech, um Alex, Alex Smith is no slouch. And they had Kareem. I mean, you can't, really, you can't only put Alex Smith to Patrick. Holmes. He set a record for most passing yards in the first half of a playoff game. And Matt Mahomes Nagy is the coordinator. Like touchdowns. And they had Kareem Hunt as a running back. I still think the Chiefs, the Chiefs are better this year than last year. Are you taking the Chiefs? I, I, I still the Chiefs? think... I don't know. I can't... I, I think the Colts... I think I definitely give the Colts a shot at winning, but I don't, I don't think their defense has been... Uh, it, yeah, I think this honestly the the factor that will win or lose this game is how well the Colts defense plays. Cuz I think Andrew Luck can put up 30 points easy on this Chiefs defense, but if they can can they stop Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, that's the question and uh but I, I if I had to make a pick right now, if I had to pick right now, Saints will be hosting the Rams in the NFC. Yeah, let's recap all the games. I'm yeah, taking, I'm taking Saints I'm hosting taking, the Rams. I'm also, or I'm taking, yeah, I'm taking Saints over the Eagles. Uh, Rams right now over the Cowboys, subject to change. But right now I'm taking the Rams. And then I'm Chargers over the Patriots, and then Colts over the Chiefs. And then who you got? Um, I think Saints, Rams, Char... You know, I'll say... I say Chargers, Chiefs. Just spice Chiefs. it up. You're taking the Chiefs? So yeah, I think, the- I think the Saints will beat the... Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's a little bit far. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's just just for. Kicks so you're taking games. you're taking Saints, Rams, Chargers, Chiefs. Yes. And I'm taking Saints, Rams, Chargers, Colts, Chargers, Colts. Right, Dang, so we're we. I don't know. We're playing a dangerous game, betting against Tom Brady right now. That is a dangerous game. That's <laughs> tough. And the I, Cowboys one's gonna be interesting too. But I think Sean McVay with all that time, yeah. I think he'll dial up something. And he's a better quarterback. Goff's well, a better quarterback. We will, yeah. So watch the Twitter, and then uh, we'll have our like Super Bowl picks uh, later. But best for last, bring the I'm, t- I'm talking. I'm gonna talk about a team, and specifically a player that is not in uh, the NFL. NFL. Or the playoffs, I should say. Playoffs. Sorry about that. Uh, sorry, I had to pull this up playoffs. on my phone. We're talking about Antonio Brown, who has been in the news recently. Uh, he did not play against the Bengals in their must-win game. Uh, and although they did not make the playoffs, they still won that game without him. And now he's there's been... I mean, we talk about the series a lot. Culture's not great. And it has shown. That's an understatement. Yeah, and it has shown with Antonio Brown recently, with all the antics and people are talking about him. He's demanding to be traded, and I understand that. But I'll bring up one thing: we had the All-Pro ballot uh, that was just voted on. I did think there were some problems. I think Khalil Mack made it over Von Miller. No, not that there's any bias, but I take that. And there was some. There were just some questionable calls. I feel like, but. Peter King removed Antonio Brown from his All-Pro ballot because of his situation with the Steelers and said, quote, Brown wouldn't be among my top 10 or 20 receivers for the season. Now, respectfully, if you don't think Antonio Brown is one of the top 20, 10, maybe even 5 receivers in the league, I don't know what to say to you because you're blatantly wrong. The man had the most well, touchdowns. Peter King said this? Yes. I don't know. He's pretty respected in the industry. 
Top, you don't think if you don't think Antonio Brown is, is one of the twenty best receivers in the league, no, if you can name okay. twenty better receivers than Antonio Brown, just because of his antics, the man who had thirteen hundred yards receiving, and the most touchdowns for a receiver in the NFL, I don't know what to tell you. And look, let's try. Can we try really quick? Let's see who I can name. Yeah. If, okay. That's okay. who I name. I don't think DeAndre he, I think Hopkins he's, is better. Hopkins is better. I think I would put Tariq Hill is better. Yeah, you can make case for Tyreek Hill. I would. You put can it. make it. Mike Evans had a really good year this year, but I don't think I would put him. What about Thieland? Thieland, I don't think he's proven yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he, 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 this, year, year, this year, this year, and he did have that stretch. Are we um, going this? Are we going right now or track record? Because right no, now, because so, so it's for this this year, like upcoming year. No, this year because this oh, was like this, the All Pro uh, okay. ballot. So this was like this season only. Oof. Okay, so yeah, I think you've got to put Hopkins. On I there. think Hopkins is the best receiver in the NFL. Um, Terry Kill. Terry Kill. Um, maybe Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey, yeah, but if we're going by statistically, well, this is just how I played. I mean, I think he's better than Juju. Yeah, now Juju had better numbers. He is this better year. than Juju. Um, because Juju, I don't think with Antonio. Oh man, that's not, AJ Green. Maybe, maybe he's got pretty good. He's got good hands. I mean, oh man, I mean, we're struggling to name three receivers better than Tony Brown, right. and this man is saying that he is not top twenty. Now look. Now, I'm going to address Antonio Brown's antics. He's been having a lot of issues with the management, uh, which with the he, uh, the James, he was with James Harrison during a press conference, kind of making fun of uh, Mike Tomlin. But the man wants to get paid. And now, there's been a lot of NFL players who have been criticized for wanting to get paid. Odell Beckham Jr., what about what about him? Will we put him better than Antonio? I'll let you finish yeah, your yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come up my list. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so my, my, this rant is on NFL players wanting to get paid. Because Antonio Brown, he wants a trade uh, because he doesn't believe... Now, he's not a free agent this year, but he doesn't believe that... Uh, he doesn't want to be on this team anymore, and the Steelers don't want to pay him the money. Now, we've seen this before. Le'Veon Bell, he wanted money. He wasn't getting it. He's getting this holdout. Now, whether that's a smart move or not, going down the line with the dollar signs, uh, we that is not the discussion I'm trying to have. Because both of these guys... I mean, you've said it before. You don't think the Steelers should pay Antonio Brown. Granted, I don't really think they should. I don't know if it's their smartest decision to make a uh, splash with the cash like that for Antonio Brown. But if you're going to knock NFL players for wanting the most money possible, I don't think you understand this game very well. This past weekend, we saw Alan Hearns' ankle dislocate badly in which he had to get rushed to the hospital we saw it on live television in slow motion for the entire world to see i didn't watch that and then i was watching it live and they said oh there's an injury let's look at the replay and as soon as you see his ankle and it his ankle bone pop out of the socket for everyone to watch and then we saw cody parkey honestly that's probably the worst moment of his life that will probably he will not have a moment where he feels worse than in the locker room after that game. I don't know if his like mom dies or something. Yeah, that's true. Knock on wood. I hope that doesn't happen yeah. to Cody. But like, but Cody Parkey. I mean, he's walking. His professional career. I totally agree. He's walking out of an NFL stadium in which the only people who are there left because he blew the game. Everyone there is booing him. He's getting death threats on Twitter. People are coming after his family. This. I mean, these NFL players give so much. And if they they have every right possible to demand the maximum amount of money that they want to get paid. Le'Veon Bell is saying he's going to save his body because we've seen Alan Hearns, the Joe Theismans. I mean, Johnny Knox, guys. I mean, how much money has he made since his back of his head touched his butt and which he got folded in half in an NFL game? How much money do you think that guy's made? Probably not a lot. He's probably had to pay a lot of medical bills. He probably hasn't very gotten a very good job because he's going to all this rehab. I mean, guys. We've seen these NFL players give their bodies for entertainment in which their teams, their owners, their coaches are making absolute bank. I mean, t- t- think of an a entertainment franchise that can top the NFL in terms of money and power. I don't know if you can name one. I mean, you talk about Hollywood movies, but NFL, they dictate the Sunday television. So... I understand if you're going to get on Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell for their antics, they got a bad culture, they want to be traded, they want to be on different teams, loyalty, etc. I understand that. Now, I think Antonio Brown can be a very effective piece on another team when he gets out of this Ben Roethlisberger, Mike Tomlin, uh, bad culture. But, man, 
These players deserve every single right in the world to fight for a higher paycheck. I mean, you look at Odell Beckham Jr. He made, he got payday. Does he deserve that? I don't know. Their record wasn't very good, and he, his numbers are really good, but the, they're paying him, a lot, paying him a lot of money in which they can't put to their defense, quarterback, etc. But man, he deserves that paycheck. These guys are giving their all on Sundays. And now look, I'm not going to glorify an NFL player saying it's the hardest job in the world. But look, man, with the amount of money that's being thrown around, they deserve their fair share because they're the guys who are getting death threats on Twitter, booed out of their stadiums, getting their legs snapped on live television for the whole world to see. And that's all I got for you. I don't disagree with the fact that they shouldn't try to get as most money, as much money possible. Yeah. But you made the point with Odell, where I think was he really worth the Giants? Are the Giants? I don't, yeah. I don't know if the Giants aren't regretting. Like I think they'd probably be regretting giving him that massive contract because he yeah. hasn't led to any wins. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I told. You, I mean, with Le'Veon Bell, like we we've seen it before with like you get a good offensive line, you can throw Marlon Mack back there and he'll turn into a pretty good running back. Like I, I understand. Like maybe they don't deserve to get that money, but if people are knocking him for trying. That I do agree with. That's yeah, they that's, should that's messed up. And as far as the receivers go, so cl- the clear tier number ones in the NFL, here's what I got. I, DeAndre Hopkins, I yeah. think, would be in the clear tier number one. Uh, I think Fitzgerald would probably be in there. A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., and then uh, Antonio Brown. And I don't honestly, think you put Larry over AB, I don't think though. you could either. I think A.B., oh, looking like at the, that list, those are just the people that would be like, like the, the tier top one. tier of like guys. Yeah. And, but like, there's definitely not... 25 there's not 20 I don't know. and that's where like that, that's just where like we, we talk we talk about players character and like all this stuff I mean you talk about Russell Wilson or, or Westbrook I mean he's a bad teammate we can't tell that stuff man yeah. like I understand like Mike Tomlin Ben Loftusberger they have a long track record but like we're not in the locker room we don't understand what it's like to be on this team so I don't I, I just hate when these commentators who just sit there and watch games they see stats uh, and they watch football games, they, like, can assess players' character. And it has been said about A.B. that he is the hardest worker by far on the Steelers team. And it was said by, like, I think it was a scout or it was a coach, like, his work ethic is so above everyone else's and how hard he works that yeah. he can't even name him someone that's second on the team because, of, yeah. like, that's just how good it is. So, yeah, he does have that yeah. going for him. He is a little bit of a diva, though. Yeah. So that's we'll just what see. I wanted to say. I think definitely, though, if he goes to the Niners, which, I mean, like, George Kittle's trying to recruit him, like, Man, that would be a good team. That would be a good team. I'll tell it you that. Right they could have. the potential to be decent. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy G, G got went down, yeah. but they'll be a, they'll be a team to watch next year. Yeah. So that wraps up this week. Uh, we'll, we're bringing it this week. Yeah, we brought we brought the heat this week. We got some hot takes in here. Um, shamelessly petting myself. Yeah, shamelessly. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, right, I am. Hey, you know what? You can be right all you want, but you can still have to live with the heartbreak of Cody Parkey's yeah, double that's drink. True. Karma is a. Female dog. <laughs> Keep it clean. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, that wraps up this podcast. We'll be posting this uh, soon, so you'll be listening to it in the middle of the week, hopefully. Uh, yes. Thanks for listening. We'll get our stuff out next week. Uh, we're not working, putting those hours in on Mariana. Yes. Uh, and thanks for listening at uh, Podcast DRD is our Twitter. Make sure to follow us. Uh, get all stay on top of when we release our next episodes. Oh, Thanks sure. for listening. And you'll get our picks too. Yeah, our get our picks. picks. Make sure about that. And then you can uh, put us to old takes exposed or something like yep, that and go. tell us that we're wrong. Uh, thanks. Have a good week. Goodbye. See you next time.